0: Recorded live. Greetings, brothers and sisters, to another episode of the CI Messenger brought to you by the Church of Jesus Christ Christian Crusaders for Yahweh, Aryan Nations. Heavenly Father, we come to you today in hopes that you will open up the minds and hearts and ears of our fellow brothers and sisters who will listen to this message. And we hope that through this message they will come to understand that you are the king of all and the father of man upon this earth. and That you are the father of the tribes of Israel. And that they will know that you are the father of the Aryan man. Brothers and sisters, today we're going to talk about Cain and Abel. Um, We're going to be using several different areas or or texts in reference to this because this is a very serious topic and it needs to be discussed. Um, The show is slated for a half hour, but uh, we will run uh, longer than that. What we're going to do is we're going to start out with uh, the King James Version of the Bible in Genesis, and then we're going to be reading also from the AIT course, Chapter 10, uh, Cain and Abel, and then we're also going to be discussing uh, Bertrand Comparais. uh Adam was not the first man article that he wrote as well. Now, I know that we only have two people in the room right now, um, but I know that you brothers are both more than welcome to call in and discuss this issue because I know that this issue is very pertinent to uh, us as a race and as a people. So what I'm going to do is, first off, we're going to go straight into Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. And we're going to start the story of Cain and Abel, and then we're going to delve into it a little bit and get a better understanding of its meaning and try to explain the Cain and Abel story being the birth of the Jewish people, uh, the synagogue of Satan, as we like to Uh, reference them. So Genesis chapter 4 verse 8 says, And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice Of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Verse 16, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now listen to verse 17 very, very carefully. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. That Particular part right there is very, very important because the Judeo Christianity Society and teachings today state that Cain or that Adam and Eve were the first and only people on the face of the earth, and then that Adam and Eve begot Cain and Abel. How can it be humanly possible with that verse for Adam and Eve to be the first and only people on the face of the earth, according to Judeo-Christianity teachings, which we know to be false teachings and that uh, of basically their father, Satan, because Satan is giving them the lies to tell to the Aryan people, the true house of Israel, the message. okay? Cain knew his wife, and she conceived. Now, if Adam and Eve were the only two people on the face of the earth, and they begot two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain slew Abel and was forced out of the Garden of Eden and out of God's glory. Okay? How can Cain possibly know his wife if Adam and Eve were the first two people on the face of the earth? Well, modern Judeo-Christianity teachings will say that, that this part of the Bible is just going more in-depth. Uh, Into the history of Adam and Eve Well that's false The Bible's not going to lie And we've already established a couple of weeks ago That there were people upon the face of the earth Prior to Adam and Eve And we know that Adam Being Adam Being to uh, become rosy or blush in the face Was the birth of the white race So we already know and have established Through biblical teachings Through the King James Version Of the Bible Which is what modern judeo-christianity uses that there were people here previous to adam and eve okay i notice we have two brothers on the call welcome gentlemen um you guys can uh, jump in at any time um as you know subject is cain and abel um so when Cain is is removed from God's grace and taken out of the Garden of Eden, he knew his wife, and his wife begot a son. Once again, going back, it's – you know even if we try to think Judeo-Christianity-wise, it's impossible for us to really conceive how in the world if Adam and Eve were the only two people on the face of the earth – How is it that Cain knew his wife? So Judeo-Christianity thinking would be, well, is his wife his sister? And Pastor Truitt, I noticed that you're on the call. Why don't you give us a little statement about what I just said? Now, through Judeo-Christianity thinking, they're basically insinuating that Cain would be having sex with his sister. If we go by current Judeo-Christianity teachings that Adam and Eve – Were the first people and the only people on the face of the earth. But yet we only show birth records for Cain and Abel. But Adam and Eve were supposed to be the ones who populated the world. So my thinking and my process would be, okay, well, according to their teachings, Cain was having sex with his sister. Yeah,
1: well, hey, how you doing, Pastor? They, uh, you know, Judeo's tend to make the point, and it's a correct point, that women are rarely ever mentioned in Scripture with the exception of when they're associated with an individual male or uh, some fantastic incident happens surrounding that individual woman, such as Dinah, you know, or Tamar, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, women, women aren't mentioned, you know, in the Scripture. But this is the point that people should think about when it comes to dealing with whether or not Cain was married to a woman. Cain was cast out of the presence of the Lord, okay? That was a curse. Mm-hmm. And should he have taken a woman from amongst the daughters of Adam, and I'm sure there may have been some. I mean, there is a possibility since they don't mention women in Scripture, only males. Correct. Uh, no woman would have taken on the curse of Cain to leave and wander with him. You see, Right. And you know, so it's it's illogical, first of all, no woman would separate herself from Yahweh. You have to remember at this period in time these people were within the presence of Yahweh God. And there's no way that a woman would separate herself from the presence of Yahweh in order to wander with this seed of the serpent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if you covered uh dual seed line. Have you covered that yet?
0: Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the 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 seed lines uh, in reference to uh, Eve and her uh, being beguiled by the uh, man Satan.
1: Okay, because I I made some notes in reference to that, and I thought that was kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. But uh, Mm -hmm. even so, I mean, in following along the line of thought that you've mentioned here, it's obvious that uh, you know the word Nod. it, It says that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, and that word Nod in the Hebrew. Uh, is interpreted to mean wandering. So he wandered about the earth, east of Eden, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, there he found a wife for himself. And there he built cities. And you don't build cities, you know, for, uh, you know, a wife and a son, or, you know, you you build a city. But this is plural, cities, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, the whole uh, uh, Judeo-Christian interpretation of this particular scripture is way, way out of... uh, it just doesn't have any, you know, sense. And that's why people have so much confusion about what Scripture means, and, you know, and they think there are so many contradictions in it. But it's not contradictory at all, because we know that Adam and the family of the Adamites were not the first of creation. There were lots of other pre-Adamite people existing on the earth, and we have to assume that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and went to wandering and found a wife from amongst those people. Right. Okay. Um and Ciarian, you have
0: anything that you want to add to that? Um, guest four are you, uh, Pastor Galette by chance? If so, please call in.
2: Just listening, brother, and learning.
0: Okay. Um it, you know, it's it's hard for people to fully understand the message we're trying to get across to them because of the Judeo Christianity uh teachings that have been so inundated into people's minds and hearts, but if you actually just sit back and listen, or even sit back and and read the Bible for what it is, which is a book of truth, you will see that it is for one people, and it specifies that it is for those people. You know, the Jews say, well, it's a book about them. No, if I'm not mistaken, the Jews weren't mentioned by name, as far as Jews are concerned, until the New Testament. Pastor Truitt, is that accurate, or am I off
1: Well, bat? Well, the word Jew actually appears in Scripture for the very first time in 2 Kings 16.6. But any time you see the word Jew in the Bible, it's an interpolation. There is no such thing as the word Jew in the original Hebrew or Greek. So technically, the word Jew was written into the Scripture many, many years after the Bible was written and in circulation, in fact, as far as uh, 900 uh, A.D., so it's a complicated history, but now, you know, 16.6 is the first time that you actually see the word Jew in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and even there, it's just, it's added in there by, you know, uh, Masoretic priests. It it, it doesn't actually exist in the original languages. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, going in, into the AIT a little bit here in Chapter 10, um, and, and Chapter 10 is, is uh, solely for Cain and Abel, but uh, and, and Pastor True is, is well-versed in, in the AIT as well. The first part of this is in reference to what kind of garden was Eden, and it goes in, in, a, in more in-depth. And it explains that further. But one of the things that I want to stress is the second um, chapter in here. And it says, therefore, the Bible makes it unmistakably clear that we were not all descendants from Adam and Eve, for there were other races on earth, already old, already numerous, when Adam was formed. And among these other races, there are those who are simply pre-Adamic. And one, at least, which is satanic. Okay? Now, I mean, going by even somebody who is just brand spanking new to Christian identity, okay, and anybody who has any biblical sense at all can read the Bible as it's written now and clearly show that that statement is very true. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Pastor, if I could, let me just mm-hmm. tell you that, first of all, you made the statement a little while ago this book is a history book of, of the people of Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in Genesis 5 1, it says, This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. That word genealogy in Hebrew actually means race or descent,
3: mm-hmm.
1: the descendants of Adam. So this book is a recording of the descendants of Adam. Now, getting to the point that you just made, I think it's important because I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I've gone over the AIT because I, I pretty much studied that and then moved on from there because that's what Bertrand Comfort and, uh, you know, Wesley Swift wanted us to do is they wanted us to take the things that they gave us and move forward with them and study for ourselves, like the scripture right. said. But let me go over, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Genesis 1, verse 24 and 25. All right. And I'll explain okay. to you how. There were other people on the planet uh, prior to the creation of Adam kind. Okay? Yes, sir. In verse 24, it says, then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature. Okay, I want you to think about that word, living creature, according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. Now, I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. That's that phrase, according to its kind, is mentioned ten times in the first chapter of Genesis. It's, it's a, uh, a distinctly, uh, it's a code that's written into the scripture that tells you that each, according to its kind, is very important. Each kind is created after its own kind. That is the law of nature, the life law written into scripture. Okay. But the, the point of this reading here is, is that the words that you see in verse 24, let the earth bring forth the living creature, and then it goes on and says, Creeping thing and the beast of the earth. Okay, living creature and beast of the earth are exactly the same words in the Hebrew. They mean living soul. And the words in the Hebrew are nafesh, chayi. All right, or some people say chayi, or chaya in the he, in the uh, plural. So if you read this, now I want you to think about this too. Okay, we're clearly not talking about the creation of Adamic man here, right? We're talking about animals. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about animals, let me ask you this. When were the ape and the gorilla and the chimpanzee, all who have five fingers and five toes and have a, you know, humanoid-type skull, created? If living creature and beast of the field only refers to four-footed beasts and creeping things, then when exactly were these uh, animals created that very much resembled the human being? And the reason that we have that confusion in the scripture is because they've confused by putting in words here that don't belong. So now I'm going to read it back to you in a way that makes sense. And I'm going to use the original Hebrew interpretation of these words to do that. Okay. Then God said, and this is in verse 24, let the earth bring forth the living soul according to its kind, cattle and creeping things and living souls, each according to their kind. Now we have an entirely different interpretation of this verse. And in this interpretation, living souls, everything on the earth, including pre-Adamic man, were created. Okay? And then it says in verse 25, and God made, and here it says the beast of the earth, okay? But the actual interpretation of that is also living soul. And so it says, and God made the living soul according to their kind cattle according to the kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Then in verse 26, creation takes on a whole new spin because it says, God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. In this instance, the word man is the word "adamah," which means Adam kind, which means white men right. who were created in the likeness of Yahweh. And he gave this particular species of creation dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living soul that creeps on the earth. You see, so right here in verse 26 through 28, we have a distinct separation in creation. We have pre-Adamic people, and then we have the creation of Adamic man who was given the dominion mandate. And that's why, because of the way that it's written in the King James, that's why people misinterpret what the scripture says. Okay, so very much so, uh, very much so, uh, there were there were uh, other human beings living on the face of the planet, and I'll give you just one more example, and then I'll shut up because I I, I can't talk for a long time. You know that. That's fine, brother. <laughs> but uh, you know, in uh, in Genesis chapter two, we find that Yahweh has created Adamic man. Or the Adamite, actually, because it has the Hebrew article before it, which is the word the okay. And the word the it means it's pointing out an individual Adamite. He's, so when it says ha Adam, it means the Adamite okay. Uh, which has in verse 26 and 27, the word the genuine article is missing, so it's reinterpreted as Adam kind. Here we're talking about an individual. And so Adam was alone on the earth, and God said to him, It is not good that man should be alone. I shall make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field. Okay? Here again we have a misinterpretation. Because that word, those words, beast of the field, are actually the same words. Nafesh chayi. So out of the ground the Lord formed every living soul, because that's the correct interpretation. And he brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And Adam called each living creature, which is, again, living soul, and he gave them a name, okay? Mm -hmm. But amongst these living souls, there was not found a helper comparable for Adam. See, within all of God's creation, there was none that were suitable to Adam. And you could be sure that he didn't bring a frog in front of Adam and see if that frog was going to be a good helpmeet for him. And he didn't bring a gorilla or a chimpanzee before Yahweh before Adam to see if they would be a good helpmate for him. He brought other human beings before Adam, and Adam named them, okay? Correct. But none of them were comparable to Adam, and that's a racial lesson that's written into the scripture here for us, is that none of the pre-Adamic creation are good enough to be mates for Adam kind. Correct. And okay, so now I will shut up. <laughs> brother, you are more than welcome to speak as long as you
0: want on this topic. Um you you are a lot more well versed in the scripture than I am as my ministry is just getting off the ground. Um but no, you doing
1: you doing a great job, Pastor. Well, we 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 try to.
0: Um Yahweh, you know, is going to lead me wherever he leads me and that's all there is to it. Um now, I mean, in, in reference to this, the Judeo-Christianity Society and, and teachings have been so shuttered to what the Zionists want the teachings to be um, that – not to get off the subject, but it, it, it this this just pops into my mind, and it, and it really, really it, – it's kind of stupid, but it's aggravating at the same time, but it's something that needs to be done. There was a story on Yahoo today that really, really irked me. A person put a ad in the Yellow Pages for their company, and they said, if you can recite Biblical verse John 3.16, you will get a discount. The cries of the people, because that was in there, has gotten to the point where the maker of the phone book pulled the ad and reprinted it and gave everybody a new phone book with that taken out. Oh, man. Now, how sad is that where you cannot do that in an ad that you are paying for, and they're not cheap. It was a good-sized ad. Uh, wh- why? Because the Jews are seeing that the white man is actually waking up and realizing that they, the Jews, when I say they, the Jews, um, are nothing more than trouble starters and trying to blind our people and our folk of the truth that they will make a stink and an uproar over anything that has to do with the Bible in America and it goes against everything that this country was founded upon was this country not founded upon Christian ideas and views
1: and values from the white man yeah it's indisputable you know you and I both know that and all people know that I mean you know, it, you heard my speech at Congress talking about revolutionary Christianity and our duty to stand for truth. You know, mm-hmm. that is absolutely our duty. We we fail in that regard because we've become too connected to, uh, you know, personal properties and comforts, and we've failed to recognize that Jesus Christ left us a command to actually make war for His sake, uh, and, I, and I'm talking about spiritual war and a war for truth right. against the lie, but. We've been bludgeoned for so long now that Christians have literally become meek and passive, uh, which is what the Judaizers want. Right. And they won't even stand for the things that they believe in anymore because they don't really believe in them. And that's the problem is there are so few Christians out there now, with the exception of Christian identity, who actually stand for what they believe in. You know, you and I are offended by that. I mean, it shocks the conscience. But these people just say, well, you know, we shouldn't mix, you know, uh, state and religion, et cetera. It's, and they repeat those same stupid banterists that make you want to throw up on their face.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? And, uh, you know, so, you know, there's a revolution brewing, man, and it's going to be enclave. It's going to be an enclave revolution of, of serious Christians against the rest of the stupid dumbed-down society. Correct. And these are, these are good examples of that, uh, Pastor. These are excellent examples of these things that you're bringing up. You know, there's a trucking company I saw the other day guy was driving down the road and on the back of their truck, and I've noticed this a lot. They always have this thing on there that there is one king, Jesus Christ, you know. And uh, I was quite frankly surprised because I was thinking, you know, I told my wife, I said, look at her, look at that, you know. uh, You know, these people are boldly flying this, you know, Mm -hmm. on their trucks. But there's going to come a day where that's going to be outlawed, you know. You can't talk about Jesus Christ or Christianity in public at all. Well, and, and that's very, very true,
0: and that brings up something else too. That is, is, and I'm not sure if if anybody else knows this, but I know N.C. Arian is is probably typing away on the computer trying to find the stories for his show tonight. Yeah. Um, but here, here's another one for him that he can try to find. Now, I don't remember if it was this morning or if it was yesterday morning, and I believe it was on Headline News because that's about the only news station that I watch. Um, And I don't know why I watch it. I just do. Um, But in a school somewhere, and I cannot remember where it is, so people don't quote me on, on the location or exactly when I heard it. But they have banned God bless you after a sneeze in schools because, according to them, it's a division of church and state. How sickening is that? On top of the story about you know, the gentleman putting an ad in the yellow pages with his work information, I, that is just two more points to prove that this country is becoming a slave to the Judeo-Christianity society, the Zionistic control system
1: that is now upon us. Well, it gets, you know, uh-huh. it gets even it gets even worse than that, Pastor. This is a war against evil, children of darkness and children of light. Right. And and those people within Judeo Christianity are the largest. They take on the largest portion of the blame because they claim to be Christians, yet they accept this at every turn. Whereas Christian identists don't. But this goes right back to what we were originally talking about here, which was two seed line. This war that began in the Garden of Eden okay, because Jesus Christ made it clear that the Jews that he spoke to in his days who were Pharisees and Sadducees were children of their father the devil and that's in John eight forty four, And and he said that they had killed every righteous person in Israel or prophet of Israel from the righteous Abel in the Garden of Eden all the way up to Zechariah who was killed before the altar that very day that he was speaking so How could he blame Jews that he was talking to in his day for the murders that happened in the Garden of Eden unless they were of the same offspring? Correct. You see, so this is a war between Judaism and true Christian identity. Mm -hmm. This is a war between mongrelization and evil and corruption and impurity versus purity and truth, you know. And the sooner that people accept that, the better off we'll all be. You know what that reminds me of is Matthew 13, 38
0: through 39, the parables of the tars among the wheat. Right. I mean, how, 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 how more blatant can that possibly be with what we've been discussing so far? As a matter of fact, hold on a second. Let me get to it, and I'll read it. Okay. Jesus says the field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the tars are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil.
1: Right. And, you know, uh, to add to that, Pastor, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who don't really know what tares and wheat are. And Mm -hmm. uh, the tare looks identical to the wheat. Mm -hmm. And it grows amongst the wheat. So you can't really tell them apart. Until, except that one has a slightly different color than the other, and the tare has a, a reddish color, which is the color of communism, the color of Edom, Esau, uh-huh. and of course the color of the Jew. Uh, but you know, they asked uh, Jesus, "Should they pull the wheat out from uh, the tares out from amongst the wheat?" And he said, "No, because you may pull them out. The roots mm-hmm. intertwine, and you may pull out wheat along uh, wheat along with the tares." He said, "Wait until the harvest." Now, most people don't know this, but at harvest time, the wheat actually seeps over and bows down, mm-hmm. okay? But the terrors don't. Right. The terrors stand tall, proud, you know, with ego. Mm-hmm. So the, the terror is easily distinguished from the wheat then, and you can separate it. So wow. and, and, you, and you don't want to separate it until the harvest is ready. But I was convinced long ago that the terror and the wheat was strictly confined to the jew and the israelite because you know they masquerade as israelites
0: well you know know, and 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 in reference to that i mean that 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 brings up a very good point i'm not meaning to interrupt but I, i want to interject this 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 uh point here so people can understand and see this okay Jews claim to be white, which we know they are not. But if you put an Israelite and a Jew side by side, unless, you're, unless, you put, unless you put an orthodox, head-banging Jew next to an Israelite, a true Israelite, that's the only way you're going to tell the difference. But if you put a, a commonplace Jew standing next to an Israelite, there is not much difference unless you know what to look for, which goes right back to your reference to the Tars and the wheat. Right they look identical, but they have a very uh a different coloring now, right. in reference to that, the Israelites will blush in the face. the jew will not right okay that, <laughs> that, that that's right now that that right there can be a reference to the tars and the wheat that is the modern day parable, okay, and people need to understand that they may look like Israelites. And they may claim to be Israelites, but they are not of Adam.
1: I agree totally, Pastor. I was just looking for something here, and I, I can't find it. Uh, but the, the Scripture says their does testify against them, and it has a lot to do with their inability to blush. But uh, right. anyway, uh, you know, I'm convinced now that this terror and weak uh also has a great deal to do with those who follow the Canaanite doctrines, you know, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's Judeo-Christians, uh, and I wrote this, about this in my book, Cultural Reconstruction, that the cult, the, the, uh, take for example, I'm spitting and sputtering over myself here, but take for example uh, that dude out of San Antonio, Texas, what is his name, uh, whew, uh, pastor down there, claims he's a pastor, he has a big, big church, uh, rep- you know, on his podium, is a star of David and a cross superimposed upon each other. Are you um, talking about the pastor who bought the uh, old basketball stadium? Thank you. Ethan 24, he says John Hagee. That's exactly who I'm talking Hage, about. Hagee, okay. John Hagee. You know, this guy serves the interest of the Jew and Israel more than he serves the interest of his own racial kind. Uh-huh. And that right there in and of itself is a violation of natural law. Mm-hmm. And so I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced of the fact that Judeo-Christians who serve the interest of the Jew more than their own kind are also terrorists amongst the wheat. And they will be weeded out. Oh
3: Yes, uh, they will.
0: Uh, they'll so, be the first ones weeded out because you know darn well that the Jews are going to send them into battle
1: first. Right. You know, there's, there's a, uh, yeah, exactly, but... Uh, you know, there's a there's a doctrine out there right now that uh, talks about all Israel will be saved, every last one of them, and I refuse to believe that because I refuse to believe that an individual can go through his entire life serving the interest of the Jew, yet still receive redemption and salvation from our Father Yahweh. I don't believe it. I don't believe Force me to believe it. Uh, you can't force me to believe that I'm fighting a battle right now. That you, pastor, are fighting a battle right now in Sierra and you know Pastor Gillette, whoever. Are fighting the battles against evil every day that we live on this planet, and there are other people out there who are doing nothing, and they will receive the same reward that we receive. I, I refuse. I don't. To believe I, don't I don't. I don't believe it, and I don't
0: think that that Yahweh is is going to allow that to happen. And you know that is probably the, the best way to maybe reference that for people who don't fully understand what you're trying to say is 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 the rapture. Yeah. Okay? that That's probably going to be the best way to explain that situation, is as the rapture will take the true Israelites home. The Israelites, who are not and have been with the Judeo-Christianity, are going to be left behind until they have woken up and have fought the battle for redemption for what they had done and the heresy that they caused in their lives.
1: Well, uh, wow. Um. You know, no, I, know, I know you got something
0: to say on that, and that's my—that's just my thought.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? Will? you—I'm know, going to talk to you later on the <laughs> phone uh, about the rapture thing. We're going to—we're going to go over that because uh, rapture is fallacy. There's no such thing as a rapture. But, but there, there—you know—the scripture does bear, uh, bear out the truth about what exactly is meant in those scriptures. Irregardless, there's no way, no way, uh, that uh, that any anybody who doesn't fight actively on this planet and follow the example of Jesus Christ will be saved. I, I refuse to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave that rapture thing for okay. another day. Well, that, that, in that fact, be a, another discussion down the road. In fact, that's covered in the AIT. There's a good uh, there's a good chapter in there uh, on the on the rapture. Brother,
0: I'm here i'm i'm uh, looking at the index now for it.
1: It's called uh
0: you remember what lesson
1: Can you grab my a t yeah. Hang on and I'll tell you
3: okay uh, it's a pretty
1: long one it bears a lot of coverage. uh but okay. anyway let's 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 get back to chain you know mm-hmm. uh and uh we'll go over that rapture thing. All right. Well, hold because that thought here. Hold, hold
0: that thought one second. I'm going to have uh, NC Arian jump in here if he has any questions.
2: Sure. No questions so far. I'm just, you guys are just really good at explaining stuff. Me and my wife are actually listening to the radio show.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. Um, does, I mean, does your wife have any questions or does anything need to be clarified? And this also goes in there for Ethan, who is chatting away in the box to himself I guess because nobody's <laughs>
1: responded to him. <laughs> yeah. Ethan's a mess, man. He's always he's always there though. You gotta give him that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found uh, it.
2: It's it's uh it's chapter thirteen, the rapture of the wicked. I I tried I, uh, to get her to say no on the error, but she just won't do it. But she said she doesn't have any questions either. <laughs> okay. Chapter
0: right.
2: thirteen
0: The Rapture of the yeah. Wicked. Okay, that's that's lesson three. For yeah, anybody we haven't gotten to that yet. Right. We yeah, that's yet. that's down the road.
1: <laughs> but it, it makes excellent, uh, you know, uh, comparisons between the scriptures that are used to propound a rapture doctrine, which is fallacy, because the rapture doctrine essentially teaches that people will just be pulled out and they never have to go through any kind of chaos. When in fact, the scripture teaches just exactly the opposite—that it is the evil terrors who will be taken and yahweh's children who will be left and the kingdom that will be replaced with what we have now so but we'll go over that later on then Mm -hmm. it's a lot of stuff uh it's a lot of stuff to learn but you know rapture fallacy is it's just wrong right um anyway okay so uh let me just if you don't mind brother
0: I don't mind at all, sir. Uh, this 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 is you know a, a CI discussion uh, show, and anytime anybody has anything CI,
1: bring it on. All right, because we we did we did I remember now that we did talk about two seed line on the uh, on uh, the on a previous show. Correct. It's important to to uh, it's it's important to set up some bulwarks to support the fact that two seed line does in fact exist. There is two races of people on this planet who are at war right now. Everybody else is, is just Uh, Foot soldiers for one group or another. Uh, But in the two seed line theology, first of all, the name Cain matches, it has various definitions uh, in the Hebrew. One is the word kwan, which means dog. And you know that Canaanites were always referred to as dogs, even by Jesus Christ. Correct. Uh, And dogs are considered the most filthy, vile animal that ever existed on the planet. Okay? Because they, you know, they ate dead bodies and they would eat anything and they would lick the wounds of lepers and they were just filthy, you know, and uh, and they, you know, they fed out of the dump where people threw their refuse and trash. You know, dogs were just nasty. And uh, you'll remember the story of the woman who came up to Jesus asking, and she was described as a Canaanite woman, and she said, you know, my daughter is this and that, and uh, the scripture says he ignored her. And finally, one of the other uh, disciples said, you know, Father, at least. Send her away if you're not going to pay attention to her. And he said, what is it that you want, woman? And she said, you know, this and that and that. And he says, you know that it is not meat to give the children's bread to the dogs. Correct. And the woman said, yea, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs from the father's table or from the children's table. So, uh, and Pastor Visser, I see you're out there, man. Uh, good to see you here, bro. Uh, but, uh, and he just covered this himself a couple of weeks ago with that crazy, crazy Martin Lindstedt on his radio show. The point is is that dogs here is a reference to Canaanites. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Okay? Another instance is that the Canaanites are are directly related to the Kenites, who existed up through Scripture, and the word in the Hebrew is Kayin, which is Q-A-Y-I-N, which is the same word for Cain. So Cain and Kenites are exactly the same people. All right? And uh, also something else that wasn't mentioned, and I'm just going to throw this in there, is that the targums of uh, Jonathan and the Palestinian targum,
2: uh,
1: which are uh, the targums, were written because uh, they were actually first first put into verbal whenever the Israelites came back from uh, captivity in uh, from Babylon to uh, they came back to captivity to Jerusalem, and uh, when they got back there, they had been gone for 70 years, and the people. In Jerusalem, we're already speaking a different language, you know. And when they read to them from the old scriptures, the people didn't understand, so the priest had to interpret, and he did so in a language basically called Aramaic. And that was called a verbal targum. Later, those targums were put into writing, and now we use them as uh, a sort of a Bible commentary. and That's what they were used for then. And in the Palestinian targum and the targum of Jonathan, it says, in reference to Genesis verse 1, it says, and it says, and the angel Raphael, uh, oh man, let me see here. Let, let me get my Bible. Hang on one second. Yeah, take time. Yeah, because uh, I'm going strictly out of memory right now uh, because I don't have my stuff with me. But and everybody stuff.
0: knows that the older we get, the worse our memory gets.
1: Right. <laughs> and it says that, the, and she conceived and bore Cain. It says, and "Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain." And then in, in the targums of Jonathan, it says, "And the angel Raphael knew the woman, and essentially it says he impregnated her." I wish that I had those targums here, man. I'm in another room, but well, that's, uh, that's all right, brother. We can—I mean, you can always get that in reference on on, yeah. on another show. But it, but it bolsters the two-seed line, it bolsters mm-hmm. the two-seed line doctrine, is the point that I'm trying to make.
0: Well, Proving you know, in, in, in reference to, to the angel, people need to realize that Satan was the fallen angel, okay? Right. It, exactly. And and, and and that's where people are, are, are not fully understanding, you know, through the Judeo-Christian teachings, because they're not teaching it.
1: Right. I'm know, sorry, Samael, not Raphael, Samael was what it was used in that uh, Anyway, uh,
0: I, I noticed I just came back to the computer because uh, my daughter started to fuss a little bit, so I wanted to get away from her in case she decided to wake up and saw me and decided to scream her head off, um, oh, okay. which she yeah, has a tendency to do when she sees her dad. But uh, Pastor Vister, um, welcome. Do you have anything that you want to add on this? It uh, the the topic is Cain and Abel, but as you can see, I don't know how long you've been in here. You know, we are covering a wide array, but it's all in reference to the the Cain and Abel um, you can put them in the, in the uh, comments there or you can even call in if you want to to um, add your input on this because as Pastor Chewett and I both know you're very well versed in, in CI doctrine and um, I mean I have to speak uh, and Pastor Chewett will probably agree with me the more the merrier when it comes to CI doctrine <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. so okay that's just Anyway, yeah. he, uh, Pastor Richard just did a show on, on this. Uh, really, I kind of took us off the course of what our main discussion was. There you go. He's going to okay. call in. That's good. Pastor Richard just did a, a story on this, and uh, it was it was extremely entertaining because he had Mark Lindstead, uh-huh. who you should thank Yahweh God that he hasn't yet plagued your show with his trolling, but he'll be here. You trust me on oh, that.
0: No, he, he has come in. Uh, our first episode or two, I think, I don't think that you had started listening right away or, no wait a minute I'm I stand corrected no he has not been here but he's been on our Aryan news network channel ah okay. well he'll, so, he'll get
1: here believe that he'll get here oh I,
0: I I don't doubt that at all and my finger will be right on the button too um, because yeah. for for people who don't know and and as pastor Truett and and I have talked about many many times you know it's, it's wrong for us as, as CI uh, pastors and and members of the church to talk bad about anybody, but that man is.
1: <laughs> he's, from d- <laughs> the guys that he's from another world. <laughs> oh, he
0: another world ain't even remotely close. He's like light years away from reality,
1: <laughs> at <Yeah>. best. <laughs> here's what here's what the uh, here's what the Targum said. It said, in the angel Samuel knew Eve. And she bore Cain. Okay, okay. and uh, so it, it gives you strictly in the, because G- Genesis four 1, First of all, this this bears mention because Genesis four one in the original manuscripts is completely illegible. You cannot read it. If you'll go to any uh, you know Bible commentary, it will tell you that Genesis four one is completely a gloss. Okay, Me- meaning that it was essentially just written in there because. The original manuscripts were ruined, so they didn't have anything from which that they could, uh, you know, to write. So they essentially wrote what they believed the story to be, and that's called a gloss. But uh, the original language is not there for people to interpret and people to read. So what we have to do is we have to go to extra biblical sources like the Targums and whatnot. And that's Mm -hmm. the Targum of Jonathan said specifically that the angel Samael knew Eve and she begot Cain. Mm Mm-hmm. Pastor Visser's on the left. Oh,
0: How you doing, greeting.
4: brother?
1: Greeting, Pastor Visser. How are you? It's fine evening.
4: Oh, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed the video that uh, Pastor Galette had put up on uh, YouTube uh, from the uh, Congress this weekend. It's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, good, good
4: man. Good stuff, man. I wish I would have went.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. You know, a lot of people wanted to be there. Uh, you know, Pastor. Mullet wanted to be there, and, and uh, Chris, you know, he's on the other line there. Everybody wanted to be, but, you know, it's, next year I think we're going to have a great, great event where a lot of people are going to be there.
4: I bet. I bet it's good oh. to see you guys keeping Butler's dream alive, you know? Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Well, we're mm. all giving it our best, right? That's Amen. right.
0: And 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 sometimes, you know, putting your best foot forward is just putting your hand out. Amen. Amen. Yes. So and and anything that we can do to keep Pastor Butler's dream alive, and keep it alive in the proper light, unlike some of these other groups. And, uh, oh, yeah. I'll just leave it at that.
4: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about too. You know, uh, Gillette, uh, you know, it's refreshing here in Galat. You know, bringing emphasis back to the church because the political wing got too out of control and it always was about the church of Jesus Christ Christian you know it was about you know doctrine first and foremost and that's how these people like rabbi Lindstedt kind of stick out like a sore thumb i think they called <laughs> him
0: rabbi Lindstedt?
4: oh yeah no doubt i mean <laughs> if you if you really look at him by his fruits and judge him according you know by his works as christ says i mean you know the slander. i mean who 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 in scripture is considered the accuser of the brethren you know exactly. but exactly no you're so right. all these, to, to me, it proves he's a double seed. But you know, I don't want to denigrate into that. <laughs> uh, man, no. I,
0: I, I still can't get over the fact that you called him rabbi, Linston. I'm sorry, <laughs>
1: folks. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. I just uh, <laughs> a lot
0: of
3: people are. Listen,
1: this is the truth. He, he, you know, he may as well be a rabbi. His mother's name is Martina Samuelson. She is Jewish.
0: Oh yeah, and Samuelson's he, a Jewish name, like there's no tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah and his his name is Martin. He's named after his mother, which is another Jewish trait, and he is Jewish. I mean everything that he does emulates Jewish thought patterns I mean he's fixated on feces. The dude is a filthy
4: beast Amen.
0: he he does and, not have Yahweh in his heart simply i mean if if nobody really has ever seen the guy, just look at his writings,
2: really? yeah, uh brother um. I will say something on this. He's been on the uh, Aryan News Network show that I host, and I have actually talked to a guy before. He was manic, depressive, and schizophrenic, and he made more sense than Lynn Cash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, so true.
1: <laughs> Pastor Visser handled him the other day on that radio show, and I really did not In
4: fact, I listened to it twice. It was so funny. Excellent. Actually, you know what's interesting about that show is it's funny to see how he has to revert to the Nimbusters. He goes over to these places like Stumble Inn and Beer Barrel where all these people are godless atheists to (laughs) promote his tripe. He'll take a picture off the Internet of some little boon or something, and he'll put that up there and be like, that's Pastor Visser's daughter. I'm like, I don't even know who this dog is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, he's he's a busy little troll, man. That dude created a fake uh, a fake talk shoe page for Eli James and got him up there looking like a rabbi
4: and oh
1: and,
4: yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure he'll attack us next and you know what? Hey such a You're in good life. company.
4: That's the thing, a man is known by his enemies and I can think of in CI of, of having no better enemy than Rabbi Lindsay and it's for that purpose. Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. he's against
4: Fink, Galette. I mean, Galette, he's sitting there saying Galette's a, a Zog informant because he he ordained all these people. I'm like, Galette ordained you but had the sense enough to excommunicate you at the same time for promoting baby rape and prion poisoning and all these things. It's mm-hmm. it's really interesting how everybody's a yeah. criminal. It's like, okay. Yeah. Except uh, for yeah. him, who did three and a half years in a mental hospital. No,
0: not not to get off subject here, gentlemen, um, but uh, let, let's get back to our topic here really fast because, you know, time is starting to run low. Uh, Pastor Visser, it, it is really great to have you on the show. Do you have anything that that has not been covered by Pastor Truitt or myself in reference to the Cain and Abel uh, story that we're trying to reiterate to the, to the population to get them out of the Judeo thinking?
4: Well, other than the fact that you know it's straightforward, you know a lot of the a lot of the detractors will come along and they'll say, well, you know that's a Talmudic teaching, the concept of you know Cain being fathered by the devil, but nowhere in the Talmud does it say that you know the Canaanites and the Kenites that descended from his loins are the spawn of the devil, which goes back to John eight forty four when he when Jesus Christ rightly told the Pharisees that they were of their father the devil. You know, and so either way, you know, you got two seed lines within CI. There's the dual seed line, the single seed line. But either way, it doesn't matter if you believe it's Esau or if it's Cain, because Esau went and intermarried to the Canaanites, so he already, already polluted his bloodline and came through the same bloodline, you know. Right, and that's exactly
1: right. You know, a lot of people want to debate about the origin of the Jew, but uh, it doesn't, you know, whether you're a two-seed line or one-seed line, it really doesn't matter, you know, because it all boils down to the same thing,
3: that these individuals
1: who are called Jews are enemies of Christianity and, and of Israelites.
4: And it's so true. You know, the Judeo-Christians will come along and say the Jews are God's chosen, where that's nowhere written in Scripture. And at the same time, you know, in the epistles, it talks about the Jews are contrary to all Men, that's the teaching of the New Testament. So, a lot of these people, I believe personally, that that see the Jews as God's chosen, aren't men at all. Because if you're truly a man or an Adam man or have the Spirit of God within you, you'll see the enemies of God as contrary, you know, Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. So that's that's where I think Judeo Christianity misses it time and time again. Is they're always trying to put the Jews on a pedestal, never even understanding that they don't appear until the the term "Jew" doesn't appear until eleven books in. And even then they're the enemies of Christ, but, you know, it's that whole misnomer behind Judea, you know, Judea and the Judaites. And that's where I think they get confused, because, you know, we know Christ was a Nazarene, but they want to turn around and say he was a Jew and side with Pilate's wrongful accusation, as the Gospels even say. You know, later on when the Jews come to him and say, no, right, that he said he was the king of the Jews, and Pilate says, what I've written, I've written. Mm -hmm. You know, and even even then, back in that time, the Jews were wanting to kind of pin them with this label. And it's just kind of interesting how that goes, how everything gets completely mixed up. And and people like yourself or myself that that teach the Bible line by line, precept upon precept, word by word, you know, we're the outcasts, we're the Nazis, we're the haters. That's where Judeo-Christianity thinks of us because they want to take one verse, have their ears tickled, and hop around like a bunch of idiots.
1: Right. Well, I, went, I told you a little while ago how Genesis one was a gloss. Uh-huh. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you heard that, Pastor Visser, or not, but uh, Pastor uh, Mullet and I were on here. Let me read you from the Interpreter's Bible, okay, okay. which is a commentary. Or, 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 uh, you know what the Interpre- Interpreter's Bible is. Volume 1, page 517 says, Cain seems originally to have been the ancestor of the Kenites. The meaning of the name is metalworker or smith. Here, however, it is uh, represented as a derivative of a word meaning acquire or get. We all know that that's what Jews do is they get. Sure. One of the popular etymologies frequent in Genesis, hence the mother's words, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And by the way, that word man is ish, meaning male, not adamite, not the word adam. So she didn't get an adamite from the Lord. She got a, a male child from the Lord. And even there the word Lord is uh is uh Samael the angel. Uh but anyway, it is uh it says is a rendering following the uh, Septuagint and the vulgate of F Yahweh, which literally means with Yahweh or with a God. And so unintelligible here, it seems probable that the F should be off so as to make or mark of Yahweh, and that the words are a gloss. In other words, that the uh Genesis 4-1 is a gloss, you know, it, it, it is unintelligible in the original Hebrew and all the manuscripts that we have, so that's why we go to things like the Targums, which are not Jewish in origin, they are Israelite
4: in origin, True.
1: to interpret Genesis
4: 4-1. True, and the interesting and, uh, thing about that is, you know, people who want to discredit the whole teaching, that Cain, you know, was, was fathered by the devil. Usually always we'll quote that, and where Eve says, I've begotten a man from the Lord, or whatever, or Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. And, it, you know, the Bible also says that all souls are Yahweh. So it's, you know, whether it's an evil seed, or or a righteous seed, they're still from Yahweh, and the whole point in being is, Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living, which I keep going back to and telling people, all living includes both seeds, you know, and some people right. miss that all the time. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um... Well, it, it,
0: last minute for anybody to intervene with any questions or comments or anything like that um, before we start winding the show down. I do want to say this, and, and this is an open end to anybody who's listening the CI. Next week we're going to be discussing Man and Beast, which is Chapter 11 in the AIT, which uh, kind of goes in reference to what we were talking about today at Cain and Abel. But as uh, Pastor Truitt had uh, touched on, it goes further and at, at, at more in depth to um the the kahi the beast of the field and and all the animals that were created it's 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 very well versed and it really needs to be talked about to get the educational factor to the people uh more over what the bible means and what it stands for
2: i do have a question before you uh sure. sh- shut down for the night the uh AIT that you're talking about, that's the course through Kingdom Identity Ministries? Yes, sir. Okay, because I wanted to know because uh, right there at the last part of the show, um, or the last part you was just doing, I was actually filling out my application for it, and I wanted to be sure I was getting the right one. Now, it,
0: people need to understand the AIT is is the, as far as I'm aware, and Pastor Visser and Pastor, Pastor Truett, if I'm wrong in this, please correct me. But if I'm not mistaken, the AIT course is the only course that will be accepted for CI uh, individuals who wish to receive uh, their pastoral certificates.
4: That's true. Yeah, that's how it's always been to me. You know, And that's mm-hmm. one thing that should be pointed out about Rabbi Lindsay as well as he never completed it, yet goes around considering himself Arian nations, where it was a prerequisite to complete that, Mike Hallamore.
2: Okay, know? well, I just filled out my application. I'll be mailing it out probably monday
0: right well people people need to understand too that if you want to take this course and 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 get your pastoral certificate and your ordination you have to complete the entire course now there's two options that you can do on this and one of them is is a a pay per per class basically or or lesson uh which for people who can't afford the the full i think it's 200 dollars now if that's right
2: it's if you pay for the entire course in advance with extra books, it's two hundred dollars. If you pay for it per lesson, there's twelve lessons. You don't get the extra books, and it's sixty-eight dollars per lesson.
0: Now that is with the test questions, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. so, uh, let
1: me just say this though: if uh, you know the AI, you know uh, Pastor Hallamore, God bless him. You know he doesn't. You know he's not the litmus test for identity out there. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah, you can take the AIT and you can get that certificate from him, but you don't absolutely have to have it. There's lots of guys who were ordained by Pastor Butler, uh, who never took the AIT and, uh, there still have legitimate, you know, legitimate pastorships within the Aryan nation. And there's lots of guys who have been ordained through various other identity uh, ministries and they're still legitimate too. Right. Uh, Pastor Hallamore has the Church of Jesus Christ Christian, which was handed to him from Lorena Swift. Okay, but there was also the Church of Jesus Christ Christian through Area Nation, which was Pastor Butler. So those are two different ministries all together. Okay, so I just wanted to clarify that.
0: Okay. Uh, And I'm glad that you did. Uh, Pastor Visser, do you have anything that you want to add or uh, let people know if you want to show up at the show next week or if you want to let anybody know about your TalkShoe account and when your next show is? Because I happened to look and I didn't see one scheduled. I'd Um, like to know that myself.
4: (laughs) That's the thing. You know, there's a lot of trolls and disruptors out there. I have a lot of stuff in in back catalog that I intend to be releasing. And actually, we intend to start going full-fledged on Wednesday nights, usually around seven o'clock doing ours on talk shoe but my website's accessible at covenant peoples ministry dot org and i just want to say i'm glad that you know you guys are doing this and you know i was able to call in because i'll go ahead and promote this right on the website there and hopefully start sending some of right. my people over and start listening to you all and everything and yeah if right. you want me to i'd be happy to call in next yes, show sir. or whatever
0: i, I mean we're, we're we're more than happy to have any CI person. Uh, come in here, uh, conduct themselves appropriately. So this way, the reason why I said that is is when Rabbi Lindstedt hears this, he'll know that he better not call in.
2: Um, And Pastor Mullet, uh, just so you know, the news story that you mentioned earlier about the uh, uh, school who forbid their students from saying God bless you after somebody sneezed, I found that news story, and it will be covered on the Area News Network at 1030.
0: Okay. Did you also find the one about the Yellow Pages?
2: Uh I haven't found that one yet, but I did find one to where a kid got suspended from school just for uh speaking up in his German class that homosexuality is wrong, oh.
0: Maybe that would be I, – I think that would be a good show for us to do here in the near future. And, and maybe we can get together with Pastor Visser and Pastor Truitt and yeah. agree to do an entire show or even three shows or however you guys want to do it on homosexuality in the Bible because the Bible clearly states that homosexuality is a sin
1: against Christ.
4: Amen. I'm always
1: Amen. bashing some queers. I mean, uh, sure.
4: <laughs> Well actually it used to the, be a
2: recognized sport, you know. The area news network show that's coming up, uh it's a special episode tonight about our nation's youth uh and the the things that they're going through, like the like in California, one of the stories I've covered before that'll be on tonight, that students now to get a high school diploma in California have to take a class on world contributions of homosexuals, lesbians and transgenders.
0: Now now Pastor Visser I don't know how how long you've been following uh, uh me and the and my my account or even our website uh but the Area News Network is is one of our uh shows that we put on uh through the Church of Jesus Christ Christian actually it's uh that and the American National Socialist Party and it's a pro white uh news media outlet it's not CI based but there is, on occasions, a lot of CI um, uh, doctrine that's involved with it d- due to the stories. So you're more than welcome to listen to that tonight as well if if you can.
4: Yeah, gladly. If someone posts a link there in the, ta- in the uh, chat server, I'll be over. The area,
0: um,
2: I will do that now
0: that would be greatly appreciated gentlemen and and i have to stress again and and i think uh pastor truitt is is going to put a little smile on his face when i say this but if 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 it wasn't for my receiving my ordination and it wasn't for pastor truitt i don't think that we would have been able to come together um as a cohesive unit under yahweh as we have now and and pastor truitt will verify that we've come a long way with my ministry um, from when I started—I I don't know how long ago was it—I've I've had the AN, my my AN up running for two or three years now, three years something like that. Um, well, and, and when I'm we proud. have,
1: I'm,
0: yes, sir. Yeah,
1: I, I'm proud of you, and uh, you know, I'm proud of Pastor Gillette. I'm I'm proud that you guys came together and that I was able to be instrumental in that process, and I hope it continues. And uh, you guys don't forget my radio show, man. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> It's on you Monday radio night show. Yeah, it's on Monday night
0: at seven o'clock. <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. he's another one like Pastor Visser who doesn't always throw his uh, uh, next next one out there. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, I, I'm I'm going to have a special request, and, and I normally don't do this, but uh, e- this can go out to either Pastor Visser or Pastor Truitt. Would any one of you two like to close us in prayer this evening? Uh,
4: I'd be fine yeah. with me. I'd be happy to.
0: All right, Pastor sure. Fisher, will you go ahead and close us in and, and prayer, please?
4: Sure. Father Yahweh, I would ask for your anointing and your blessing upon this broadcast. I praise you, and I know that your word is going out there. In the scripture, it says that in the end times, knowledge shall increase. And I'd say that it's extremely refreshing to see that people's eyes are being opened and that the truth is being out there. Like it says in John 17, chapter sep- chapter 17, verse 17, thy word is truth. And as long as we stick to your word, Father Yahweh, we know that you will have us within your perfect will. And um, bless this broadcast, as I said. Bless Pastor p- Truitt and all the p- participants in this show and let it go far beyond our reasoning and let it achieve your purpose in this life. I ask this in the most precious and beloved name of Yahshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, that folks. Was for it, yes,
3: Thanks. it
0: was. I thank you very much, Pastor Visser, for that uh, and and those words. Um, now, our show is on every Friday night, so people are more than welcome to come on. It's also a direct link on our uh, website, arianations88.com. Um, and Pastor Visser, um, you can go on that on onto the dot 88com site and download our CI Messenger, uh, which is also a publication that we put out as well um, that has a lot of useful information in it, uh, and pass that around to, to anybody that you want to as well. Excellent. Folks, Yahweh works with us and for us. And through him, we will accomplish the goals that were set forth for his people if you believe. Yahweh bless each and every one of you and each and every person that listens to the show in the future. May Yahweh bless each and every one of you, and everybody have a good, safe, white night.